Where are you today on your business journey? You might be right at the start line full of enthusiasm and bursting with ideas. Maybe you've been going a year or two and are starting to feel a little disillusioned at the challenges you're facing. Or perhaps you've been going for 10 years or more and are stuck in a rut making little progress. In this episode, I am very excited to be joined by Malcolm Palmer, Managing Partner here at A4G to delve deep into his newly released book, Accidental Millionaires, The Secret Mindset Successful Business Owners Share with Sporting Legends. We also, very excitingly, have guest speakers Steve Backley and Roger Black joining us to share the insight they gave alongside the production of this book. I'm Charlotte and you are listening to Let's Get Down to Business, a podcast by A4G Chartered Accountants. We're an accountancy practice based in Kent with over 25 years of consistent growth. In this series, we will take you through each stage in your journey to growing your business and how to overcome the hurdles along the way so that you can achieve a healthy, growing business that is less dependent on you. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Get Down to Business. Before I introduce our guest today, I just want to remind you to check out our Breakthrough Growth Programme, a programme designed to take you through every step of growing your successful business. If you haven't already done so and you want to find out more information and get an expert by your side for your journey, sign up or book a free discovery call to discuss how we can tailor this programme to your business. To do this, head over to www.a40-llp.co.uk forward slash business dash breakthrough forward slash growth or email us on inquiries at a40-llp.co.uk to find out if you qualify for our strategic growth coaching. Due to the bespoke nature of our services, we have limited availability. So if you are interested in becoming one of our exclusive clients, please register your details as soon as possible. With me today is Malcolm Palmer, Managing Partner of A4G, and he is joined by Steve Backley and Roger Black. If you have been following us for a while, Malcolm has successfully run A4G, Accountants or Advisors for Growth, if you were wondering what it stood for, for an uninterrupted 26 years of growth. Steve Blackley, OBE, and Roger Black, MBE, may be retired athletes after competing for many years on the British team, collecting a plethora of medals within big championships like the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics. However, they have taken all their knowledge they acquired during this season of their life and applied it to their now very successful businesses. I cannot wait to speak to our guests further. So let's begin. Hello, Malcolm, Steve and Roger. How are you? Good, hi. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all good. All well. Well, just to kick us off, and before we dive into what we are here to talk about today, it would just be great if you could each give us a very brief background of who you are for the benefit of any of our listeners who are new to joining us today, or maybe just need a bit of history recap. So I don't know if, Malcolm, you want to start with that one? Uh, Yeah, it's a good place to start. I'm the one that no one's heard of. Um, I'm a a qualified accountant by profession, um, built up A4G um, over 26 years. And I just love helping people grow their businesses, really. Um, And as of this week, I'm now an author as well, which is a long held ambition. Steve? Yeah, so uh, I've known Malcolm probably just around the time I was retiring from, from, from athletics. I was a javelin thrower, went to uh, four Olympic Games and hung my javelin spikes up in uh, 2004, which, as I say, is when I, I met Malcolm and set off on my, on my sort of working life, um, retire early as a sportsman and, uh, and then teamed up with Roger, Roger Black, who's, uh, who's with us as well. And, uh, yeah, no, have a look back. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, and similar for me, really, I've, I've, Steve and I competed for, for Great Britain uh, at the same time. Uh, we both went to... 
multiple Olympic Games, won multiple medals at Wales Olympics. I, I ran the 400 metres and the 4 by 400 metre relay. And uh, in retirement, we got together prior to the 2012 Olympic Games to set up um, our own business, uh, Backley Black, which helps businesses and individuals um, improve their their performance in, in the workplace. Um, really, we do it by translating the lessons we learned from our career as, as athletes, and not not the running and the throwing, by the way, the more, more <laughs> the the, the, the behaviour piece, the mindset piece, uh, very important, obviously, if you're trying you know, competing at the Olympic Games. And uh, yeah, so we, we've built that up over the last 15 years or so together. And that's how I know Malcolm, Malcolm through Steve. Brilliant. So obviously we are here to... Um talk today about your newly released book and I mentioned this in our in in our introduction it is called Accidental Millionaires the secret mindset successful business owners share with sporting legends so before we dive into that you know Malcolm can you just maybe fill us in on the events which led to this idea coming to life and then how Steve and Roger got involved yeah um we sort of I think it's three things really I mean one of them is just a long-standing um term that I'd always used you know I'd often referred to accidental millionaires um, as a, a term for some of our clients who were just you know just people that just started off in a doing a particular job for somebody not even necessarily something they'd ever thought about doing just you know work when I work for a friend of their dad or um just just landed in it really and then sort of became quite good at it decided to go out on their own took on one or two staff and then just bit by bit just built and built and built and built until all of a sudden they suddenly thought you know blimey I actually got I'm actually quite wealthy here I've got quite a successful business and you know almost success took them by surprise a little bit so that's you know that's something that I talked about for a while and then the pandemic hit and it felt for that month, you know, March 2020, um, it was it was almost like everything I'd ever learnt um, had pre- you know, prepared me for that month to help all the clients um, with just, you know, all the sort of crises they had, really. And um, Steve and Roger had then, they were then putting together the mindsetting programme about these 20 key skills. And I, you know, I, I looked through that and thought, you know, these are the same key skills that my accidental millionaires possess, even if they don't know that they possess them. Um, so that's where the book was born from, really. Yeah. And I mean, Stephen Rogers, I understand from the book, you know, that you, the pandemic took your careers in a very sharp new direction. Obviously, you've already been through that with obviously retiring from athletics. Um, you know, but how did you cope with this this sort of second big shift in your working careers? Um, well, I'll take this, Steve. Do you want me to start? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, I think as athletes, we lived in in a in a in a, in a world of uncertainty. You, you you knew you were one injury away from missing the next Olympics. You knew that uh, there were you know, you're competing against the best athletes in the world. Um, you know, someone can come along who can can spoil your party. And Steve and I certainly experienced that with Michael Johnson and Jan Zalesny in in our events, but. But you, you you learn to deal with that uncertainty and, and you learn to go through it. And that's the interesting thing. I mean, I, I think your Malcolm, as I said earlier, the some of the, the lessons that we learned in sport translate absolutely to entrepreneurship and, and people mm-hmm. building their business. The difference is we can show the races and show, show that it's, it's, it's much easier to, to discuss it from a from a sporting perspective. People can in, engage with that much easier. And that's all Steve and I really do. But in effect, we are entrepreneurs. So we also apply these things throughout our careers. And yes, to answer your question, the pandemic for us was was 
incredibly challenging as it was for many people because we the majority of our business is standing in front of people in conference rooms and hotel rooms and that disappeared for nearly two years Mm -hmm. Um, and I love the phrase during the the pandemic um, we're all in the same storm but 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 we're actually all in different boats so for some people um, nothing really changed. In fact, business became better. They could work from home. I, I think accountants, I would add into that category. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but for us, it was, it was, it's been a real challenge. We've had to really dig deep to adapt, to change, to evolve with a very uncertain future. Uh, but I guess as athletes, we were well equipped with that because we've been there before in our sporting careers. Yeah. So, you know, Malcolm, how, how did A4G and you cope with one, you know, one of the most difficult events, you know, and I think the thing is about the pandemic, which is what you've said, is that it affected people, not just locally, but all over the world. You know, so how did, how did A4G cope with that too? Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, it, it just went completely the other way, you know, and that um, the, the, you know, the amount of work that we were, having, we were doing to help people and just solve whatever problems they have, you know, I think, um, a lot of our clients think of us as that if we don't have the answer, we'll always know someone who does. And a lot of people needed a lot of answers in that period. And, you know, I, I, I sat in my office at home and I just sort of live on a little bit of a bend and I can look down the road from where my desk is. And there was a two or three weeks, I don't know if you remember, the sun was shining and um, it just felt like everybody out, everybody was out walking and running and doing all that. And I was sort of stuck at my desk from about 5 a.m. in the morning until um, about 9 p.m. In, in the evening, just, just dealing with one with one crisis after another. Um, and, you know, our team and, and Charlotte, will, you'll know this, you know, we've got some quite young staff and some of them hadn't even really um, started that um, and been with us that long. And, and they were amazing. You know, they um, just all stepped up and did, did whatever, whatever got thrown at us in that time, really. So um, it was very challenging. It was quite, you know, in some ways it was exciting. I never, ever want to do that again because it was <laughs> um, really stressful for, for all of us. Yeah, and I think lots of good and bad things sort of came out of it. Like you say, different boats um, for different people. Um, and, I th- and you actually covered it in the book, but it was probably one of the, I don't know, the upsides maybe, if you like, for business owners is that they possibly got an enforced like, break um, to sit back, review, stop um, and think about, you know, where they want to take um, take their business. So obviously myself and hopefully a few listeners have already read the book cover to cover. However, for those who are still waiting for their copy, you know, maybe um, you could just give us a bit of a breakdown of what the book is actually about. And no, I know it's split into five sections. Maybe we could just run briefly over each section and what the reader might gain from each of these. Yeah, um, well, it might be a different, um, you know, way, way of looking at it, really, because obviously it sort of runs in parallel. There's two elements of it run in parallel. There's, there's sort of my bit, which is the journey of the accidental millionaire, and there's Stephen Rogers' bit, which is um, the mindset stuff, the, the 20 key skills. Um, so so from, from my point of view, you know, it's just about that journey, really. And we, we talk about the, uh, the strategic planning process. And that was one of the interesting things that I learned from Steve when, um, when, when I first met him, you know, this whole thing about process-driven outcomes and um, that the, the, these five key questions that you need to ask, you know, which is where do you want to be in, you know, it might be a year's time, five years' time, whatever it is. Um, where are you now? And, um, you know, <laughs> clear, clearly not where the place where you want to be. 
um, what performance numbers um, do you need to reach in order to get from where you are now to where you want to be? Um, what are the things that you need to do to get from where you are now to where you want to be? And what's stopping you? So that sort of strategic planning process is a, is a regular theme throughout each of the um, the sections of the book. And I just sort of mapped that uh, business owner's journey alongside those um, the mindsetting program, which is which is split into those five sections, and um, so you know my five sections are the same five sections of the mindsetting program, really. So it's probably Steve, Steve or Roger are probably the best people to to, to talk about those five stages. Yes, definitely. I mean, can Steve and Roger you tell us a bit more about the Backley Back Mindsetting Program and the five stages? Yeah, maybe I'll I'll, I'll come in there and and, and just explain yeah. what, where it came from as well, because you know this was this was something that you know Roger and I. <laughs> You know, we hadn't planned to do. It was very much thrust upon us. Um, you know, when when the you know, the pandemic hit, and you know, we were in events, so we you know our, our worlds came to a halt. You know, we were in that category, we were in that boat, uh, <laughs> put it that way. But so so we we had to think on our feet. We had to adapt. Um, you know, be agile, move quickly, and 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 come up with a a way of getting our content across to a wide audience because we weren't able to do the events. You know that we ordinarily do so yeah we we came up with a program we we put in you know the last probably 30 years of, of our own individual journeys how we'd learned as sports people for 15 years but then applied the translations that roger mentioned you know olympic performance in the workplace that we have been doing but then tried to um put it into a, a format that was palatable to uh, you know across the internet via videos you know a way of sharing it on uh, you know we filmed we filmed at home we filmed on our you know our, our mobile devices you know it wasn't high tech it wasn't high, high, you know, high production but what we did is we 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 took the best bits so the the five stages take us you know the foundations for performance and then right through to you know how to deliver and maximize and optimize your own your own personal self so it's a you know it's about development it's about you know finding your passion being creative resilient you know making sure you got the motivation and drive self-confidence all those kind of soft skills that we know are important but rarely have a chance to practice and maybe you know the, the idea during lockdown was as we're all reflecting as has been said it was a chance to do just that with a specific focus on um on on these you know all important characteristics of high performance yeah, I think it, the other thing, it, you know, lockdown challenged us to actually <laughs> apply the stuff that we talk about. You know, there's one thing talking about it. There's another thing doing it. <laughs> and, um, and and what is through that, that those challenges that you, you really you really find out, you know, actually, is this does this stuff really stand up? Because what Steve and I know is that our content stands up. If we're talking to anybody in the world of sport, if we're talking to a young athlete preparing for an Olympic Games or whatever, mm. we can pretty much with authority yeah. say, you know, these things matter. You know, this this mindset matters. These are we can advise from the coaching point of you know strategy and and we can ask the right questions because we've been there and we've done it. Yeah. But when it comes to business, you know, not all businesses are the same. Um, but but there are some some fundamental truths. And and what we believe is that is that the fundamental truths of high performance are the same, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business, 
um, or where, whatever it may be. And and ultimately, you know, there are three aspects to performance. You you have to have a degree of knowledge, you have to have a degree of skill, and you have to have a mindset, behavior, whatever it is. Now, what we recognize is that around those fundamentals, there are lots of nuances depending on what your business is, of course. But the five core principles that that we sort of introduced post our sporting careers, you know, finding your passion, creating your power and beliefs, beliefs um, surrounding yourself with talent, having empowering goals and, and delivering your maximum. I, I think they stand the test of time in, in any mm. performance environment. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I mean, when I read it, I felt like you can read it all in one go and take you, you know, through that journey of understanding. But also I think if you read it again, then you, you go into the bits that, do you know you need to work on and you can use it almost within your journey um so you now if if you could just give one of our you know give our listeners just one key takeaway from the book what would that one be um, well I, I think i think i think you make a really good point there because i think different people get different things from mm. from the content i mean one of the other things is that you can watch uh, you can read a book one day you can put it down and come back a few weeks later and you read the same passage in the book yet it has a more profound effect on you. The words haven't changed. What's changed is what you're dealing with at that moment in your life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I will answer this question based on what I'm dealing with at the moment. And, and one of the things that I think uh, really stands the test of time is, is the concept of, of you know, it's, it's about people. Ultimately, performance is about working with other people. We can obviously in sport, we'll call that teamwork. But but the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people in business, I think, is crucial because just because someone may have the right skills, but if it's someone you can't communicate with, I think that's a real challenge. So I think the concept of synergy, the, the concept of if you want to run fast, go on your own. If you want to run far, go together and investing in people and recognizing the importance of people and a variety of people, I think, in business and in sport is, is a very powerful thing. I mean, I experienced that in sport with my relationship with a fellow athlete called Chris Akabusi, who just the two of us were able to achieve things together that we wouldn't have achieved individually. Yeah. And and I think I can safely say I think it's been the same with my relationship with Steve. So a lot of our content and a lot of this book is about self-awareness. It's understanding yourself. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is a journey of self-awareness. I think any performance journey is 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 a, a journey of self-awareness. And I think this book will create self-awareness in different ways to different people. Mm. And I, I maybe add to, to that by elaborating on something that Malcolm touched on right at the top with uh, a model that, um, you know, Malcolm's you know, improved, developed and, and, and extended with a, a goal-setting model, with a simple three-step approach of having an outcome, performance and process goal that we touch on in the book and we talk about. Um, but I think it's, it, it's easily said, very few people, um, or, it's quite common that people make the mistake of, of not doing this effectively so you know oh, i've got a goal i've got a goal but it might just be an outcome goal or it might just be a part of a you know a, a, an aspiration but it's not truly engaging and i think when certainly athletes get this right and and entrepreneurs get this right when they're engaged with their heart their head and their actions when there's outcome performance process the why the what and the how um it's it's a little more complex it's still a very simple model but it's one that we need to keep revisiting and make sure we wake up every morning with clarity and that's that what roger and i you know we always say this when we're athletes that you're gifted it's beautiful it's love you know it's such a wonderfully inspiring thing because you wake up every day with a clear goal you're either aspiring to compete the olympic games the world champs the commonwealth games the european championships 
or this, you know, this you know, coming up this season, the Commonwealth Games are in Birmingham, you know, and all the athletes will be focusing and it's just clear. Yeah. But the real world is less clear and it's why the onus is on us. And, and, and something I would encourage anyone to do is, you know, there's loads of great stuff in the book, but, but that's my particular favourite because when we have clarity, we sleep better, we're more inspired um, and, and, and we're more driven. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a smoother ride when we, when we have that type of clarity. Yeah, I think I think what I'd add to that, you know, the great thing about um, about being able to work with Stephen Roger is that in in life, you know, there 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 are three different um, there's three different relationships with learning. Really, you know, there's there's the people in life that don't learn from their own mistakes. There's the people in life that do learn from their own mistakes, and there's the people in life that learn from other people's mistakes. And you know, if you're in, um, you know, you, you over many many years, you can build up um, quite a successful business by learning from your own mistakes as long as they're not you know as long as you don't make mistakes that are fatal um, and 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 a, a lot of those accidental millionaires would have made some mistakes that you know potentially put them back two or three years um, with whatever their ambitions were um, but wouldn't it have been great for them if they hadn't made those particular mistakes and could have achieved what they wanted to achieve that much quicker and of course you know in in the sporting world you don't have time to make mistakes that put you back two or three years you know your career is you know is virtually over by your your early 30s so you have to learn from other people's mistakes you have to learn quickly and you know I think that's why the Stephen Roger and, and some of the other athletes are, are so well educated on on this stuff because they haven't got time to, um, to just keep getting things wrong before they put them right again. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been a fascinating journey, um, understanding their world and how that applies to business. And I think, you know, what we want the book to do is is to help people get get through that journey quicker. You know, they might get there in their own time, but, you know, what if you could get to where you want to be 10 years earlier than, um, than otherwise? And, and and that's one of the biggest things you should get from reading this book. I think the, the, the other thing on that, Malcolm, and it's where any performance journey starts, is, of course, awareness. Um, you know, because that time element you mentioned, I completely agree. And, and it's, it's you know, essential that you make good decisions in sport, as, as, as is in business, being an entrepreneur because you want to minimize the cost of error, right? But you shouldn't be, we should never be scared of error because we can learn from it, as you, as you rightly say. But it reminds me of the, you know, the, the Darwin saying, isn't it? it's not the strongest of the species that survive, it's the ones who embrace change. And, and, mm -hmm. and, it, and I think that always starts with an awareness of our strengths, our weaknesses, the ability to reflect effectively and then plan accordingly. So, and I think that's where, you know, anyone reading the book, if there's a mirror bit hanging up to say, well, okay, where am I on, you know, in this topic that I'm now, you know, learning a bit about or reflecting a little bit more accurately on. If, it, if, it's, if it's just to improve awareness, that's a fantastic place to start a new performance or an improved performance. Journey. And I think, I think with awareness, just to, to add on that, and I, I think I can speak on behalf of the other two. It, 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 we're of a type, you know, we, we've probably read, read a lot of books around performance and personal development. And I'm sure many people listening to this podcast have as well, or they wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So we, we recognize that ult ultimately that the fundamentals of performance haven't really changed for years and probably never will change. But mm -hmm. it's, it's whether you actually 
whether you actually have the awareness by reading something or seeing something or listening to something that makes you actually ponder on it, recognize it, and then do something with it, whether it's good or bad. And so all this book book is 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 sharing our content. And if one person, if you know, if, if when you're reading this book, you read something that makes you think, or you read something that makes you uncomfortable, it's having the awareness to recognize that moment and to do something with it, and and listen to 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 our gut. Because of course, change can happen in a heartbeat. So, the point of any book like this is is just to to provide content that will hopefully be the catalyst for somebody to make a change and therefore improve. Yeah, and I I think that's what I love about um, I love about all these um, you know books out there that are aimed at helping people like you say some of the fundamentals are fairly similar but it's the way that it's come you know way it's portrayed how it comes across people will read it and see it differently and I think like you say you know you could read this book in six months time and get something completely different and say I don't even that wasn't even you know aware of that sort of thing and in terms of like um you know, reducing the amount of time um, it takes for people to become successful um, and learning from people's mistakes. What was the biggest lesson, if there was one that you could pinpoint, that you have each learned on your journeys in business to date? I'll jump in there. I think a big, a big one for me uh, early on in retirement, you know, because that, that shift and both, you know, all, all athletes or sports people have to, you know, go through this. You retire fairly young and you go from a, you know, the, the very simplistic and you know, that, that relatively you know, focused and sort of driven world of being a sportsman. And you have to start again. You, you know, typically you are, we were both in our mid 30s. So, you know, relatively young. But having turned our backs on, you know, business careers, um, that you know, our, our colleagues, our you know, schoolmates will have gone on and you know, built their own professions or whatever. So, so you know, the, the big, the big learning for me was was around taking action. I think, and it, and it actually ties into what you were just saying there, Malcolm, around, around you know, errors and making mistakes. It, you know, taking action. I think so many people get stifled, and getting busy, just creating activity in in, in and around your chosen field um it is just a great way of, of initiating that wonderful momentum we use the word a lot of course in sport and and in and in you know successful entrepreneurship but creating momentum by taking action you know developing lots of activity you know attending you know networking events and just getting busy talking to everyone being like a sponge um, that that I think is the that's the start of any you know, you know because we have to learn and we have to start somewhere. But that was a big part of me in in the, in the very beginning. How about you, Roger? Yeah, I mean there are so many things. Of course there are. So you sort of you know think you know what is the one thing at, at the moment. Um, I, I like the saying you get what you focus on, you know, you, and having the awareness to choose where you focus. Because, of course, you can get very busy in business. You can get very busy as an athlete. You can go to the gym all day. You can, you can decide to, 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 to eat what you want, drink what you want. You know, you, you ha we all have choices. And I think in business, it's, it's having that clarity and, and choosing where you focus your attention, as it is in sport. I think the other thing, and I think it does tie into what, what Steve is saying, is that in entrepreneurship, everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> everyone's, got an, everyone's got an opinion. And it's good to listen to people's opinion but in the end you have to come down and <clears throat> you ultimately and this may sound a bit challenging but 
it can be quite frustrating everyone has opinion but but words aren't worth much if it's it's what you do and mm. I, I you know i don't know if people listening can relate to this but uh, you know everyone, it's very easy to have an opinion but it's very hard to actually do it and i tend to now in business tend to look at what people are doing rather than what they they talk about um yeah. you know anyone can talk a good race you know, but mm -hmm. can you actually go out there and deliver? Anyone can talk a good business. Everyone, everyone's got a, 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 you know, we all think we know the, the formula. But actually, if you're a business owner, I think you have to ultimately, like a, an athlete, you have to take full accountability and recognize that ultimately, you know, you, you, you have to build a team, but you do have to take full accountability. And I, I, it took me a while as an athlete to do that. If I'm really honest, it took me 10 years to really, really take full accountability for my career as an athlete. And I think it's the same in business. Um, I think taking accountability is, is a, a very important step. I, I mean, I'd echo the things that Stephen Roger had said. And um, I mean, what I would add to that, probably the biggest lesson is that um, we we sort of mentioned in the book about the um, the Stephen Covey book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and the, the reference to the win win mindset. And um, I think long before I'd ever read that book, I had had a lunch with somebody who was, um, you know, pretty done re really well in their life and mid sixties, and still involved in business. And you know, he didn't need to work. And I, I asked him why. Um, he still did. He said, I love it. He said, I love meeting new people. I love meeting people that I've met before and finding out how they're doing. And, you know, and every every answer that he gave was to do with the people. Um, and, and the you know, the reality of that is that the people that you want to work with are other people that have a win-win mindset. Um, it's because in sport, you know, sports a zero-sum game. You know, for you to win, someone else has got to lose. Mm. And um, you know, in in business, it, it's it's the other way around. You know, you, if you can find win-win relationships with people, that's what I'm doing. Business is all about. Yeah, but, but of course, not everybody has a win-win mindset, and some of them, you know, just their entire focus is um, is win-lose. You know, and you need to you need to identify those people um, and, and get them out of your life really um, as early as possible because you can waste a lot of time and energy and money as well trying to, um, you know, when you're trying to be win-win and actually they're trying to be win-lose and you're, you know, you, you'll be more successful and you will enjoy your daily work, whatever it is that you do, if you surround yourself with other people that have got, that same win-win mindset. I completely agree. And, I, and I, you know, this thing about mindset, we actually started this um, series, um, our growth series of this podcast, and our first subject was mindset because obviously our listeners will, you know, a bit <clears> like your book, it's going to take them on a journey um, through, uh, you know, how they need to grow their business and what they need to focus on. But um, obviously you talk about this anyway in your book, but the mindset is absolutely key, not only for the business owner, but also for the people they're working with. Um, they've got to be in a position to grow. Like you've already said, they need to be honest with themselves about what is and isn't working or what they need to work on and actually sort of stripping down to like the bare minimum and really getting um, deep into what the issues are. And if that is, you know, if the issues for your business holding back is yourself um, to, to, to be honest with that and, and work on addressing that because it's only going to benefit your business. You know, obviously we don't actually know what journey any of our listeners are on with their business. You know, they might be at the very start, very full of enthusiasm and eager to 
to learn or they might just be stuck in a rut out of the back of the pandemic or just generally you know however this might be a bit general then but maybe if you've got any last pieces of advice for our listeners on you know growing their successful businesses yeah if i if i can yeah you make a really good point and if i i think for me one of the challenges as an athlete and i think it's the same in business is that and Steve used the phrase earlier, you become a busy fool. When you're young, you're fit, you're healthy, and you're just training every day, you're racing, you're, you're, you're doing well, or even when you're, you're injured, you're, 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 you're focusing on your injury, your injury, your injury. What I learned as an athlete was you talk about mindset. You've got to make the time for the mindset. It's mm-hmm. not just a case of thinking. You've actually got to allocate the time and value mindset more than we we usually do because it's usually the last thing we think about because there's the stuff that we have to get on with the business stuff the stuff of business as an athlete it was allocating that time to visualize allocating that time to to train your brain as much not as much but you know it's easy to allocate time to train your body but mm-hmm. actually actually allocating the time to think about your mindset is such a, a crucial thing in sport and in business so for me, that's a massive takeaway. And if this book can just ignite with people an awareness, but also say that I'm going to make time to think about this thing and to find somebody to talk this through with, someone who has a similar challenge or somebody who, who's also interested in this. I mean, Steve and I are just interested in this stuff, so we talk about this stuff, and it's really valuable. But often people just don't make the time for it. They talk it, but they don't actually make the time for mindset because there's so much other stuff that, that has to be dealt with. So I think, you know, allocate that time find that time to think to think and to 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 reconnect with your your why your goals your dreams your processes i think it's a really valuable use of time so so roger here's the great irony from uh, my point of view that i'd build on that which is um for me so i you know you you know you guys um are, are great athletes i'm a you know i'm a 28 minute park run plodder and um but actually uh, most of my best ideas and most of the time when i get to refocus on the business and when i go out for a run um ironically you know you, as athletes you had to get away from athletics in order to have a better perspective for me it's actually when i'm out for a run that's um you know just um uh, just, just get that headspace to be able to do that and, and yeah so that's you know that's my time yeah, yeah. to do that and you know and everybody's just got to find their own thing you know it might be you know, going fishing, or it might be just going and talking to someone. Um, um, you know, sometimes you can answer your own question. I've had clients answer their own question, um, but they could have stewed on it for for weeks and months. You know, and they they, they talked to me about it, and they've worked, kind of worked it out without any words from me occasionally. Mm. But yeah, just just get away from the business. You get a better perspective on whatever the problems are when you do that. I think that's good advice, Malcolm. And um, you know, it's it's a natural thing as an athlete. You're always asking yourselves a question, finding the space and the environment where you're most effective to answer it, and then taking action. Sounds simplistic, but I, I think a big part of me and, and Charlotte to, to answer your question is that just as a final thought is is something that fascinates me is is how um, in sport and and in successful um, you know being a successful entrepreneur, I mean, there's an element of being comfortable in being uncomfortable and and you know by that i mean you know we all strive for more comfort you know more money more time more you know less pressure 
when and and the irony of that is of course that to get there we need to step into um you know discomfort you know an uncomfortable environment you know roger and i are both in property and there's nothing more uncomfortable than you know buying a ramshackled old house getting a quote to build is uncomfortable negotiating that you know then refinancing dealing with solicitors dealing with lenders you know the whole process of that is uncomfortable but the the the, the end product of it is to be more comfortable so my, my final thought is, is, is stepping out of comfort zones is what growth is all about. Doing things a little bit differently, um, you know, having the awareness that we talked about. But um, it's the most the most important important thing of all is is of course doing something about it. It's no point, you know, if we're aware of something and we just leave it, then mm. it will always be there. And then of course, if you always do what you always done, we always get what you always got. And 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 that that element of change and awareness is is, is of course so important. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And I mean, you know, the reason why we're doing these podcasts and, and these books going out is, you know, sometimes actually being a business owner can be a bit lonely, but it's knowing mm. that there it isn't, it doesn't have to be. There is places out there that you can go and get advice and, and you know, chat about it with people if you need to. So to finish up, my burning question, which we all want to know the answer to really is, where can we get our hands on a copy of this book? And how can our listeners reach out to any of you if they want to know more about anything that's been discussed today or within the book? Um, well, you can find it on Amazon now. Um, I think, um, we've got um, sort of copies at A4G, and I think that will be advertised. You can buy that direct from us, or you just go on Amazon. Um, if you type my name in, I'm reliably informed there are books, other books by somebody called Malcolm Palmer about bird watching, but they're not mine. Um, so, um, yeah, just, just type my name in on the book section of Amazon, and up it will come. Cool. And yeah, well, if, if you're interested in you know more of the, the, the content from Roger and I, backleyblack.com is our website. Well, of course, through A4G, you know, give, give Malcolm and the team a call, and we'd love to talk about your challenges. We also design and deliver workshops uh, now that we're allowed back in the room to to actually bring this stuff to life with our you know firsthand um, you know inputs would be would be great as well. We you know we, we love doing that. So uh, yeah. We, brilliant well thank you so so much for your um um, time today guys and um i look forward to speaking to you again soon hopefully thank you thank you very much (laughs) thank you all i think for the key thing to take away from today i want to actually use a quote from the book which i just loved if not you then who if not now then when I will let you all ponder on that one for now. But next week, we are joined by Josh Curtis, who will continue on our growth series journey as we step into the next level of how will you actually grow your business. He'll be kicking us off with discussing what strategies for growth you could use and what factors you need to consider when deciding on this path. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We are A4G and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at A4G Chartered Accountants. Alternatively, check out our website www.a4g-llp.co.uk which is full of free tools, guidance and plenty of food for thought to help support you with running your successful business. I've been your host today Charlotte and this is Let's Get Down to Business.